I appreciate the quartet singing that song. I love it. It's a beautiful old song. Been around a long time. Never lose its its uh, its meaning. I tell you. Our scripture lesson today is in Second Chronicles, chapter number thirty-two. If you have your Bibles open, please to chapter number thirty-two of the book of Second Chronicles. This in the Old Testament, not far over about a third of the way in the Bible. You'll find First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, in there, and and uh, look at the Second Chronicles, chapter thirty-two, and verses one through eight that I want to read. I tell you this morning. And we ask you to stand, if you would, please, for the reading of the word and remain standing for just a moment of prayer, if you will. After these things and the establishment thereof, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and entered into, Ju into Judah and encamped against the fenced cities and thought to win them for himself. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib was come and that he was per, uh, uh, was a, a, a purpose to, to fight against Jerusalem, he took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains which were uh, without the city, and they, did, uh, and, and they did help him. So there was gathered uh, much people together who stopped all the fountains and the brook, uh, that ran through the midst of the, of the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find much water? Also he strengthened himself and built up the wall that was broken and raised it up uh, 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 up to the towers, uh, and another wall without, and repaired Milo in the city of David and, built, and made darts and shields in abundance. And he set captains of war over the people and gathered them together to him in the street of the, uh, of the gate of the city and spake comfortably to, uh, to, to them, saying, Be strong and courageous, be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of, of Assyria, nor for the multitude that, he, uh, that is with him, for there be more with us than with them. And, uh, and uh, with this uh, in... Uh, with, with him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, uh, king of Judah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the precious word of God and pray that you would help your servant as we give out the Lord's message today that we'll say the very things that need to be said that might honor your name and, Lord, might minister to the lives and hearts of these who are here present today. We ask, God, that you would speak to every soul during the time of the, of the worship. And, Lord, help us to truly worship you and let you speak to our hearts. Thank you for what we've already enjoyed in the service thus far and ask your continued blessing upon each one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. And you can be seated. <clears throat> Hezekiah makes a statement here in verse number 8. In the first part of that verse, he says, With him, talking about Sennacherib, the king of, of Assyria, is an arm of flesh. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. In this passage here is talking about Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the 13th king of Judah. You remember the kingdom was divided. Israel was divided into two separate kingdoms after the, uh, the, the death of Solomon. Saul was king over the whole group. Uh, uh, David was king over the, the whole group. 
and Solomon was king over the whole group. When Solomon's son, Rehoboam, took over, he didn't listen to the advice that he should have listened to, by the way. In my opinion, he listened to the advice of the young men rather than the old men. And as a result, the kingdom, the twelve tribes, was divided. And for the rest of their existence from that time on, they've usually been known as the, as the tribe of Judah and the, and the, uh, the tribe of Israel. And usually it amounts to ten tribes and two, and two tribes is what it amounts to. And they were divided. And so when the kings of Judah and Hezekiah was the king of Judah and he, he, he started being king in about 728 B.C., uh, Hezekiah was a good king. He was a good king. He, uh, he uh, uh, done a lot of good for Israel, done a lot of good things. And uh, Hezekiah uh, restored some of the things that his wicked father Ahaz had taken away. Uh, they'd taken away some things out of, the, out of the house of God and some things that they'd left undone. And Hezekiah went back and repaired this and restored some of the worship uh, that they'd had before that his father uh, had destroyed it. And, uh, and uh, so uh, he, uh, he, uh, he got rid of the wicked things that, uh, that his father had set up. He cleaned the temple out. He cleaned it out. He, uh, he uh, just uh, uh, cleaned it up, got rid of the wicked things out of the, uh, out of the kingdom. And he was just a good king. He was a good king. Samaria, uh, about that time, or a little after that time, Samaria, or Israel as it was known, the ten tribes, uh, which uh, the, the king uh, at that, uh, that took over uh, when they were divided was Jeroboam. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, but, uh, uh, but Israel, or Samaria, uh, falls to, to, to Babylon about uh, uh, 723 B.C. And, uh, but, uh, but Hezekiah was a king, uh, and he led the people of Judah uh, for a number of years. And, it, and this scripture uh, takes place here, that after he'd got these things done, that he uh, uh, restoring the things back to the temple and moving out the things that Ahaz had put in there and set up the, the kingdom and got things going, and he also rebuilt the, uh, the cities and, and, uh, uh, and had some fit cities, and these things were going pretty well. After these things had happened, Sennacherib, who was the, uh, the king of Assyria, and Assyria was a part of Babylon, probably a part that broke off from Babylon. Uh, and uh, and it was a big uh, it was a big group of people, and they learned the idol worship from the uh, from the Babylonians, and they had uh, had turned away from God too. Those who knew anything about God had turned away, and so Sennacherib came up against the city, and he was a it was a powerful country, and had a big army of people, and they came up uh, against uh, uh, Judah. Uh, here it tells us in verses one and two, and when uh, when uh, when Isaiah or Hezekiah rather saw that Sennacherib come and that he was uh, a purpose to fight against Israel. He saw all of these things that was coming about and Sennacherib, Hezekiah uh, was a good man and he led the people in the right way. And sometimes I think maybe that we depend on people rather than God. Uh, and that leads to unhappy endings, folks. Uh, we can't count on the people. You remember that when uh, uh, David, was it David that wanted to number the Israelites? You know, and, and uh, he sent 
Joab or whichever one was the captain at that particular time out to count them. And uh, this uh, captain talked to David. He says, David, you're making a mistake. You shouldn't do this. He says, that don't make any difference how many people we've got. said, if we need more people, God will add to that number. And that's the truth. God don't forget about his people. Sometimes we think he does, but he does not. God does not forget about his people. God still honors his people in the day that we're living in. When all the wickedness that there is in the world today, God still honors his people. He still is standing there by us and he'll, he'll help us. So uh, Hezekiah uh, was, was, uh, was concerned about this. And in verse number three, uh, that after that uh, Sennacherib had made uh, this uh, statement and this uh, threat against Israel and against uh, the king of Israel, that Hezekiah took counsel with his princes and the mighty men in verse number three. He, t uh, uh, he took counsel with the princes and the mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains that were, uh, that were without the city uh, and, and they, they did help him. I, uh, uh, Hezekiah was talking to these men of what they could do. And we do what we can, but we leave the results up to God. Uh, now, I believe a preacher that won't study and prepare for his, preacher, uh, for his message on Sunday morning is not likely to have a place to preach for very long, uh, but when the preacher depends on what he can do rather than God, he ain't going to get the work done either. Sorry, but that's the truth. A Sunday school teacher that's not prepared to teach a class is going to have a lot of problems. Uh, we need to be prepared, but we need to depend on God. Paul told Timothy, the young preacher, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But we leave the results up to the Lord, you see. So Hezekiah took counsel with his princes and the mighty men and talked about the situation that was coming up on them. And so he says what we need to do is to stop the waters. In verse number four, it says that they stopped the fountains of water and, and no army could make it without water. Now, they didn't have the luxury of, of the, uh, the, uh, the water tanks that, uh, uh, that, uh, that the military has today to haul this water uh, for a long distance. They, did, they didn't have that, and they had to have the streams, and they had to depend on that. I can remember going back over in the country. Most of them old houses are gone now, but you'd find houses built a long ways from, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what was they used to say, 10 miles back from nowhere, you would find their houses. But yet one of the things that you would find close by was a spring. And most of them, that's built a long ways off the road, uh, you know, and, and you think, boy, that wasn't very smart. Yes, it was, too. When you go to carry and every drop of water that you use, you know, and, and uh, yeah, you know, we was over at our house. People, you know, now have uh, three bedrooms and two baths. We had, uh, <laughs> oh, Lordy, uh, two bedrooms and a path, you know, but you had to have water to wash your clothes. Uh, you know, and all of these kinds of things. So what they've done, they found out that because everybody got to have water. In some form or another, you got to have liquids. You got to have that. Uh, you can live without food. Now, I know some of you say, boy, the preacher's preaching a lie now, but that's what I've been told, that you can live without food longer than you can live without liquids. 
You know, I can't, I'm sort of like uh, Daniel Ball told his brother one time we was having a, a softball tournament and, and uh, they didn't have the, the, the snack bar open down there at the field that particular night. And uh, in the tournament you had to play, sometimes you had to play two or three games while you were there. You didn't get to come back home. And Daniel was, uh, you know, was a pretty good sized boy and he was there with David and, and uh, David was playing ball with us and, and, and Daniel got hungry. And we had, to, we had a game, and, and then we had to wait another hour, and the next hour we had to be ready to play another game. And, uh, and David said, Daniel says, we don't have time to go downtown to get us anything to eat. And he says, I told you before we left home that you need to get you something to eat. And, uh, and, and he says, but I'm hungry. He said, I'm hungry. He said it's been five hours since I've eaten. <laughs> Now, Daniel wasn't starved in five hours. He might have thought he was. Bless his heart. Two of the precious, most precious boys you'd ever meet was Daniel and David Ball, I tell you. But, uh, uh, but you can do without food longer than you can do without liquids. Water is needed. So they said, let's stop up the, let's stop up the water. What they'd done perhaps was rerouted that water. Rerouted it, and they didn't. Uh, and so the the the. But Sennacherib brought his folks on. He uh, brought the, the folks on. Down in verse number five, uh, the Bible says that that uh, Hezekiah strengthened himself. He strengthened himself. He he tried his best to get everything in order, and that's the right way to do. When you've got a responsibility for in the in the work of God, whatever it is, you prepare yourself the very best that you can. You prepare yourself the very best you can. If we're going in the wrong direction and we're headed in the wrong direction, the Lord and the Holy Spirit will turn us around if we'll listen to it. And you be prepared. You say, but preacher, what if you're called on at a time when you're, you're not prepared? That's some of these, and there's not, well, it leaves a preacher here, and there may be some more. I just uh, uh, hadn't noticed them right yet. Uh, but uh, when you're called on to preach, when you haven't had an opportunity to prepare, will be some of the easiest preaching that you ever do in your life. I remember one time I went to a place with some folks from church where I was pastoring at Adwolf, I believe, at that time. And I went to church with these folks one night. My family did. They were going to sing. And the preacher that was going to preach didn't show up. They wasn't there. And I didn't even take my Bible with me. You know, I just went along for the service and for the ride and to have a good time. And, you know, here there was. They finished up singing, you know. And they said, we don't have a preacher. And uh, so they, they asked me to preach. I didn't even have a Bible. I had to borrow a Bible uh, to read, you know, and, and I preached. And I remember coming back home that night or the next day uh, at church that uh, Evelyn Farmer, one of the uh, uh, people that uh, sung in one of the groups, uh, says, Preacher, you, you ought to preach like that often. <laughs> said, we ought to not let you know uh, ahead of time. A lot of times, says, you preach real good. Uh, and, but the Lord stands by us, but we prepare for what we've got, uh, what we need to do. And so uh, uh, here Hezekiah strengthened himself, and he built up the wall that was broken down and raised up the towers uh, that had been broken down. And these things were all used to fortify uh, the city. And he, and he, uh, he uh, uh, repaired uh, Milo, and Milo was a fort probably within the city where they were living. And he repaired that uh, as well in the city of David. And he made darts and shields in abundance. He prepared for war as though he was going to have to fight it by himself. And that's the way he would do it. I used to hear the old timers, and they start revival meetings, and preachers say, now folks, we want you to think of this revival meeting that everything 
that we uh, 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 that we that, that that's done here. It's my responsibility. It says that we want you to pray to that end. And then we want you to realize that whatever is done, that God has to do it. Now that sounds like uh, statements that uh, contradict each other, but that's the way that, that it's done. Those old timers knew what they were talking about. They knew what they were talking about. When we've got a job to do, we need to do that job, but we depend on the Lord to take care of that. So uh, here Hezekiah has got all of these things uh, ready and had the city fortified as much as he could and, and was ready to, to fight in the battle in whatever he needed to do. And he made darts and shields and ammunition for them. And in verse number six, he said, and he set captains of war over the people and gathered them together uh, uh, in the street of the, of the city, uh, of the gate of the city, and spake comfortably unto them. Uh, he says now, and, and, and he was encouraging them. That's what you need is encouragement. Everybody needs encouragement. Uh, everybody needs that, you know, uh, 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 I got a lot of encouragement in my life. One of the uh, methods that mom used was called, called, called a razor strap. And that sure was some encouragement, you know. Uh, I'd get mad and pout and uh, don't worry about me coming to supper tonight. I don't want nothing to eat. I'm just going <laughs> to. Mom never got upset. Did you ever try your mom on that? I learned after a while it wasn't worth it. Oh, it just didn't work. It just didn't work, you know. I'll tell you right now. So he he uh, he encouraged his folks. He spoke to them. He spoke honestly and openly to them, and he encouraged them. And verse number seven, he told them, said, "I want you to be strong and courageous. I don't want you to be cowardly. I want you to be strong." I want you to realize what we're facing here. We don't know what we've got to do, but let's just be strong and do whatever needs to be done. Uh, be strong and courageous. Don't let anybody back you down. Don't let these people uh, uh, discourage you with all the, the threats. He said, I don't want you to be afraid nor upset. Don't let nobody upset you. You just go on. You just go on and do whatever uh, what the Lord wants you to do. Uh, you know, people today are very critical. Uh, it's easy to criticize folks. I mean, uh, you don't have to be smart, really, to criticize folks. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, and, and that, and, and uh, it's a lot of it is practiced. A lot of it is practiced. But don't let that keep you from doing what you're supposed to be doing. Don't let criticism stop you. If I'd let criticism stop me, I'd have been stopped a long, long time ago. Uh, but you know. Them people ain't got nothing else to do, so I guess just let them have some fun. If that's what they, uh, turns them on, okay. Uh, you know, I, I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. I don't think y'all do it. I think if you got a problem with me, y'all tell me. If I've got a problem with you, I will tell you. That's the way you do it. That's the way you, that's the way you, you solve problems. You solve them. You don't solve them by discussing them with somebody else for heaven's sake. You don't do that. So he just went out there, and he told him. he said, be strong and courageous. Uh, don't be afraid. Don't be upset at anything they say. Any kind of threats they want to make, let them go on and make those threats. Just let them go on and, and say whatever they want to. Don't you uh, be, be afraid or upset and don't want you to get upset because of the great number of the, of, of the, of the, the army of the Assyrians. I don't want you to get upset for that. I don't want you to get upset. He says, we have more than they've got. I'm not sure... 
that Hezekiah knew exactly how many troops he had in his army. I'm sure that somebody knew pretty much about it. And I'm very confident that he didn't know how many men that Sennacherib had with him. I'm confident of that. But he says, we've got more than they've got. You remember the story of Elisha when he went down to Dothan, when the king sent out to get Elisha to bring him to talk to him and find out about uh, what all he was doing. <clears throat> and they went to a, a city that was called Dothan down in Alabama. <laughs> No, well, that, that Dothan is another one. Uh, but they went to that city and they was inside the city. And the next morning when the servant of Elisha got up, and evidently there was a, a, a new servant, you remember, Gehazi, that talked about, uh, uh, you know, Naaman, when Naaman come to be healed of the leprosy. And, and Naaman, or, or Gehazi, uh, followed him back and got some money and lied about this and the leprosy uh, that, uh, that Naaman had. Of course, Naaman was healed, but the leprosy that Naaman had came on Gehazi so uh, evidently Elisha had to get him a new servant and that to go with him and the servant wasn't used to this and he got up the next morning and here they come uh, the people from the king that had sent the, uh, the folks to get Elisha uh, and they surrounded the city horses and chariots all the way around the city and, the, and his servant got up and, and, and told Elisha woke Elisha up said Elisha what are we going to do he says the, 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 the city is compassed about with horses and chariots uh, what are we going to do well he said son don't worry about that he said we got all the help we need he says they that are with us are more than they that are with them and probably the boy shook his head at Elisha, you don't understand what I'm talking about. Them are real horses outside and real chariots and real soldiers. And Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And he got his eyes open and he looked over in the mountain and the whole mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. Now that's what Hezekiah said here. He says, we've got more than they've got. We've got more than they've got. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. And he says in verse number 8, With him is the arm of flesh. He's got a lot of men. He's got a lot of soldiers, and they're well trained. All of them. He says he's got them. He said, I know that. He says, With him is the arm of flesh. But with us is the Lord our God. That's what makes the difference. God makes a difference in everything. He makes a difference in everything. You say, preacher, my life is troubled. My life is, is messed up and, and uh, I, I don't know which way to turn. Turn to the Lord. That's the first thing you do is you turn to the Lord. Isn't it amazing how we do? Uh, uh, I, have, I had an uncle that uh, was a member of a Baptist church and he was talking to me one time about the, uh, uh, about the difference, you know, in the Baptists and, and the Pentecostals. There was uh, a lot of both in the same area where we live. And he says, you know, he says, uh, uh, they, uh, uh, says uh, uh, said the, the, the Baptist says uh, they'll, they'll do everything they can. If they get sick, says they'll do everything they can. Everything they can. They, they'll, they'll, they'll take medicine. They'll take uh, uh, pills. They'll take whatever they can get. And, you know, and then uh, uh, wind up calling on God. <laughs> and, of course, he said this with good humor. And, uh, and uh, he went to the, a lot of the Pentecostal uh, churches, too. Uh, and, uh, and he says the Pentecostal, that, that says they're different, says they pray first, and then they go to the doctor. 
you know, what, what we do and what I've been preaching and what I've been saying today is we do what we can and we leave the results to God. The bottom line is the Lord. If you've got problems that you can't handle, they're not too big for God. But you cannot handle them and God will not handle them until you give them to Him. You can't make an obstacle out of God. God won't listen to it. When we take our burdens to the Lord and leave them there, that's when we get results. That's when we get results. I've tried so many times in my life to work out all the problems. This drives me crazy, makes my hair gray, turn white and turn loose. My skin get wrinkled. Uh, my belt won't fasten in the same notch because I get upset. I eat everything I get a hold of. <laughs> That's pretty well true most of the time when I'm calm or otherwise. But he says, with them is the, is, is the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord, our God, to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested. Look at the last part of that verse number 8. And the people rested. The people trusted uh, in the things that Hezekiah said to him. And that's what I'm telling you to do today is to trust in the Lord and God will give you deliverance. God gave deliverance here. If you look on over in that same chapter in verse number 20, it says, uh, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and for this cause Hezekiah, the king, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, prayed and cried unto the God of heaven. Uh, Hezekiah was the king. Isaiah was a prophet, the preacher, the pastor. They got together. That's what this country needs today. We need a leader. We need a leader. We need leaders in government positions. I'm not knocking that. In every government positions, we need leaders. But we need leaders in churches that will work together and let God be the leader. And folks, Israel was never put down. Never were they put down. Never did they lose those battles until they decided they could do it without God and they couldn't do it. America can't do it, nor nobody else can. Shiloh can't do it. The preacher of Shiloh can't do it. It's got to be God and the people working together. And God gives deliverance. He gives deliverance. So they prayed. They, went to, they got together and they prayed. And in verse number 20, it tells us that when Sennacherib came back uh, to, to, uh, to, to his hometown and entered into the place where his idols was, that his own family went in and got him and killed him. His own family. Now that's victory, folks. That's victory. That's victory. And God has promised that in our lives today. Hey, they didn't have to go to the battle and fight and lose a lot of men. They didn't have to do that. God took care of it. And when we give our problems to the Lord, the Lord takes care of our problems, whether they be sin or whatever problems you've got. You say, well, preacher, I want a lot of things. No, we're not talking about your wants. I want a lot of things too. You know, I, I want a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of things too. You know, I'd like to have uh, uh, just a lot of things in life, and I, and, and, and I, I really want them. But it's not necessarily that I need them. I get by without them. I've gotten by without them for a long time. But the Lord takes care of our needs. He takes care of our needs. Money is not the answer to everything. 
Having my way is not the answer to everything. Having your way is not the answer to everything. But having God's way is the answer to all of our problems. God takes care of them. We have the Lord in our life. When we've got God in our life, we've got the victory. We sing that old song, Victory in Jesus, and that means that we can have the victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and your heart's not right with the Lord and you've got something that you need to deal with and you need the Lord to help you, you need to ask him to, uh, to, to help you, and he will if you'll let him. Would you bow your heads, please, as Brother Homer comes to lead us in an invitation song and think seriously about your relationship with the Lord. The first thing that you need to do is to take care of your own life. Get your own heart right, right with God. You can't do anything about the problems in your life till you get your heart right. And then when you get your heart right, then you start working on these things, and God will help you with those things. And he'll help you with whatever need that you've got, and you need him. Father, we pray that you would speak to every heart in this invitation. Work your precious will. May everyone respond according to your precious uh, will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand as we sing together? 489. Page number 489. Come, if you will, as we sing on this first verse. Come, if you will. We're not going to tarry long in the invitation, but come. If you want to come join the church, whatever you need to come for, you come as we sing on this first verse. I to follow One more verse, will you, Homer? That's a short one. Though no one joins me, still I will follow. Though no one joins me, still I will follow. Though no one joins me, still I will follow. appreciate you being here today and trust that the Lord has blessed you and, and we appreciate those who are visiting with us and we give you an invitation to come back every time you can. Don't forget the choir practice at 5 o'clock today. Uh, if you can, uh, hey, if you can call hogs, you can probably sing. <laughs> if you've got a voice, you can call the pigs, you can probably sing. Now some people can't, some people are tone deaf uh, and I'm not deaf, I'm just dumb. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but you can you can learn to sing. Get with somebody and sing like they sing, and uh, you'll 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 learn to sing. You know, and so you come for the choir practice at five, and then at the uh, worship service at at six o'clock. And let's bow our heads at this time. We'll have a closing prayer, and ask the Lord's blessing upon us. And I'm going to ask Brother Fred Baker if he would please to dismiss us. <laughs>